Hello and welcome to another Mega Bros Podcast. I'm Donnie. And I'm Danny. And Danny, I wanted to have a little bit of a discussion with you. You know, I mean, you and I, uh, we spent some time playing video games. Uh, we spent some time talking about playing video games. And quite frankly, we've really spent a lot of time on video games in our lives, I would say. Uh, I think a fair like estimate is that 90% of my life is probably video games. Pretty much. I mean, if you're talking about like either playing video games or reading about video games or watching video games or thinking about video games, then yeah, probably 90s is the low end, I would say. Yeah, it's it's basically just constant. But with that being said, I mean, there's there's been a kind of a been an, an interesting debate going on a lot of a lot of uh, the gaming community lately. You know, I mean, one of the things that came out last couple of weeks is that uh, you know, we were we were being told that Psychonauts two is coming out, which cool, well loved game, very very interesting, very fun. Uh, and one of the things that they told us about it was that it's going to have basically like an invincibility mode. So people who just want to play the game and enjoy the game can play it and enjoy it without having to worry about, you know, being terrible at it. And this is obviously, uh, you know, since we're sitting here talking about it, this has caused a lot of, a pretty large outcry in the, in the gaming community, as I would say. And, uh, a lot of people have a lot of thoughts about it. Yeah. And, uh, of all the people in the world that have thoughts... We are two of them, and um, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I think you're about to get them. Oh man, it's almost like this is some sort of podcast created exactly for us to give everyone our opinions. Glorious. We'll have to put that one on the drawing board and see what we come up with. Mm, indeed, indeed. That being said, I mean, overall, I, to me, like, when I followed this discussion, I think, like, there's two, there's really, like, two schools of thought, you know, and there's there's obviously, like, some, some nuance in, the, in these viewpoints, but you've got... A significant number number of people that think that difficulty sliders are bullshit, and that games should be as hard as the developer makes them, and people should just deal with it. Um, and that you know, there's no need for something like a, like in a readily available invincibility mode because that cheapens the game experience. And then you've got the other subset of people who believe that you know games should be accessible for everybody and or enjoyable for everybody in whatever fashion that takes. You know. And in this case, so it being more accessible to people who maybe aren't aren't good enough or don't have the time to practice enough to be good enough to get through the game on on their own. So I think you got there's there's some merit to each side. You know, I, let's let's not just like throw anybody in the trash here. But where do you come down on this one, Dan? So uh, I I probably lean more towards a game should be fun, and whether that is invincibility for people, whether that's making it easier. It, it shouldn't matter how anyone else plays the game. It should only matter how you play the game. Now, I think there's different degrees there, too. Um, we said this a little bit before, you know, off the air. If you asked me this question 10 years ago, I would say games should be hard. You shouldn't have things handed to you. You have to earn it, blah, 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 all this shit, right? But at some point in my life, I decided I don't want to be a gatekeeper anymore. <laughs> and I... <laughs> I, I certainly was like I'm not I'm not trying to put We've myself all done above. It. It's it's easy to do, and you know you, you find your gate and you keep it forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I this is one of those where I I think gaming should be for everyone. Uh, and do I think that some games have gotten a little too easier? Sure, I I don't think there's anything wrong with calling them out, but does that make them worse? Not not necessarily. Um. The invincibility option that you're mentioning in Psychonauts 2 is optional. There, no one's making you do it. Um, and if you know you beat the game on super hard mode and your friend beats it on invincible, 
what do you care? Like, what what does it matter? You both got your you know enjoyment out of it. Yeah, I'm with you there in terms of you know I, I do think a large part of it is driven by this this gatekeeping instinct and you know I mean look. Uh, I have a degree in psychology, two two degrees in psychology, actually, if we're being honest. I I could sit here and play amateur psychologist on how and why people get into those mindsets and why people need to feel the need to be defensive about the way that they enjoy things. Um, I'm not going to do that here because that's not this kind of, that kind of podcast. But I, I do think that you know you're right that it does come down to like some gatekeeping and people like want to feel like they're their time, their effort, and their accomplishments are worth something, and they want to put a value on it without, you know, like, being able to just say, like, you have yours and I have mine. It, it has to be that mine is better than yours. And, again, a lot of psychological things behind that, not diving into any of that. But I, I do think that you're right, that, like, it, like, if you're both having fun, like, you and I have played the same game in, in you know, on numerous occasions, and there's plenty of times where I'm just sitting there like, well, fuck, I'm not as good at this game as Dan is. Like, Shit, any real-time strategy game, like, I will tell you right now, I have to play it on the easiest setting, I have to play it slow as fuck, I am just not good at them, you know? Whereas, I know you have played a bunch of them, like Warcraft or Starcraft or, you know, a bunch of others, that, and, and I'm just sitting there like, well, shit, he's way better at this than I am. But we both get that enjoyment out of it. Right, and I think, like, at the end of the day, like, that's kind of what the important thing about it is, is, is that you enjoy it, and, you know thinking about Psychonauts 2, because I played Psychonauts 1, I love the hell out of it, I'm really looking forward to that game, and the, the like, the announcement of an invincibility, invincibility setting doesn't cheapen it for me, it doesn't change it for me, and I, I know there's that subset of people who are pissed about it, and, I don't know, I just, I, I see where you're coming from when you say it's, like, a, like, deep psychological things, and there's, you know, there's more to it than just the surface level stuff, I, I just would, I just wonder why it it matters so much to people, and I I know why. <laughs> I know you said you could say it, but you know, I, in my own head, like I said, I used to be that way, and with World of Warcraft in particular, uh, Ooh, I, yeah. and I unfortunately I, I probably am a little bit, uh, and maybe we can delve deeper into that a little bit. But it a game like that, I thought that my you know the way I, I worked towards gear and everything, and I, I earned it and. Then I would see people signing on and doing like looking for group or like the easy group things and getting like a, a comparable gear to mine. I thought was cheapening the game and I thought it cheapened the content. Um, I think a game like an MMO and and any other online game that might have so called pay to win type mentalities maybe doesn't quite qualify for what we're talking about here. Because Psychonauts is, you know, a single-player game where it's you versus the machine. It's not, you don't gain anything whether you cheat, whether you play fair, whether you play hard, or whether you, you know, just don't even finish it. It's, a, you know, an achievement point that you get for your profile. It's nothing big, but when you come to online games, you are competing against real people. You are, you know, in that universe of everyone else. So, you know, maybe there's something different there. I think it's a really interesting point, actually. I mean, you know, you talk about, like, World of Warcraft. I mean, my God, like, we, even just in our friend group, like, we all played it in such different ways, you know. I mean, whether it was, you know, like, you know, raiding in 10 and 25 minutes or, you know, a couple nights a week or whether it was running heroics until, you know, 6 a.m. Half the, half the week or, you know, even PvP in some cases. Like, 
there were a lot of different ways to play, but it, I do agree with you that it's, it's different when you're talking about like a shared world. Like it, it's, if you and I are playing Psychonauts 2 and we're both in our, you know, respective living rooms and, you know, just you're playing out of regular mode, I've got the invincibility thing on because I suck. Like, as long as we're both enjoying it, like, we'll both go go and sit here and talk about it and, and you know, like, that to me is separate instances, so it's fine. Like, but I do agree with you that when it comes to an MMO, you know, like, and yeah, WoW especially, like, I do think that there is... There's just this instinct to be like protective of your own playstyle because there are all there's always going to be someone with more free time than you. And in today's pay to win economy, which I, again we could do an entire podcast on, but not the not the focus here. <laughs> no, not today. Yeah, I mean, with the pay to win, like pay to win is a scourge upon the face of gaming. Let's just put it that way. When you have that in an online game, it absolutely cheapens the experience because you're sitting there like, well, this guy has more money than me. And like, quite frankly, in every other aspect of my life, people with more money than me get off better than I do. So I just like for me, like what, especially online games, like I'm sitting here like I play games to get away from the fact that people who make more money than me do better than me in real life. I would like to do better than them in something else. But here's one more thing that I'm not. And that sucks. And that's what really ruins it, too, for me. And. I, I don't want to make this a whole referendum, well, referendum on WoW, but I, I do want to like kind of articulate a little bit more what I what I think about it. In that, when they released like LFR and LFG and and trying to make more people accessible to the game, I thought what it did was kill the middle class of the game, right? So like if you had your upper class people who were in raids every night, who were pushing for world first, who were you know organized in everything they did and had top-notch guilds and then you had the middle class who were probably raiding a couple nights a week pretty decent guild stuck together pretty well and then you had the lower class who would be like you know pugging raids maybe in a guild maybe not definitely not you know enough to get into them and then i I thought we were in that middle class of people because we are in a a decent guild who we could raid consistently and, and do well and we could push for pretty good content uh and what i thought the the these other groups making the game easier did was kill that middle class because now we're closer to the bottom right because the people who show up once or twice a week can do the same content we can so why would someone who's in the middle class beat their head against the wall to stay in a guild when they could leave a guild join this lower class and now we're just kind of all muddled up in the middle and and that's i guess was my frustration there but again, that's a very specific thing to WoW and online gaming more than is anything else. Well, I think it's, uh, I think you touched on a really interesting point there. And again, like, you know, it, it's going to sound like, you know, some like college level philosophy with all the class versus class stuff. But I mean, literally, you're talking about groups of people who, you, you're right, like the, the time investment, like there was, there was a spectrum for it. But what it what LFR and LFG really did was it gave you it gave you a way to spend your time. Like you could you could spend your time doing heroics and get like the relevant rewards from that. And what it did was instead of making that take forever, like now it made that an accessible piece of the game. And so it brought more people up to that lower level. But it didn't really and like it it, it did like filter some people up to those higher classes as you as you said. Um, you know because now like you've got people that can get you know, heroic geared pretty quickly and thus be ready to jump in to a raid, you know, and then especially, obviously, like, Raid Finder, it was a complete, 
game changer in that regard, because now you had, like, significantly easier raids that, I mean, granted, groups would still completely fuck up. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah, they definitely would. But, yeah, I, I do think it, it it's it kind of knocked out that, that middle class. Um, and I think this it's just one of those things where that you really end up with in in gaming today, like, especially with, with MMOs and, you know, online, you know, pretty much anything with, like, a lot of people playing it, you're just going to end up with, you have your, your whales, and you have your minnows, you know? Like, the the whales are going to gonna be the ones spending all the money and or time. You know, I, I think that's the other thing here, is that we need to, we need to acknowledge that time is money, friend. And it... Time is money, friend. It is. And, like, you can't just sit here, like, even though, like, like, you or I might have all the time in the world, we don't. We might also have all the money in the world. We don't. But, exactly. you know, like, if, we, if we're if we willing to spend one or both of those on the game, then, like, that's how, like, that's how you improve. And I, I, I guess the thing, the thing that bugs me about it is just, again, like I said earlier, it's frustrating that, like, I have limited time and money. I choose to spend one of them on, on a game, and then there's someone that not only, like, is better than me because of it, but also just, like, outclasses me or, like, gets things that, you know, I would like to get because they're doing better than me. Like, it's just... It's one of the things that kind of drove me away from WoW. Like, you had a lot of people with a lot more time on their hands that were just, like, you know, kicking my ass. I could not keep up. And it was like, you know what? I I, I don't want to make that... I don't Like, I don't want to go over that plateau to to get to where I would have to be on that level. So, I'm out. Right, and that and that's like the real hard thing about online games is that, that it does require a certain level of a commitment, and especially an MMO like World of Warcraft. I mean, that, not every while every online game is like that. Like if you and I don't, but if you play a first-person shooter like Call of Duty, or if you even play like something like um oh what's that stupid one that one's playing now Fortnite. Um, <laughs> no, no, I don't either. But I like there's probably an easier level of entry, right? Like you aren't grinding a character to get better stats, better items. I mean, sure, there's probably guns or whatnot that are better than the other, but in theory, you could play it twice a week and probably still have a decent time. But an MMO, like, wow, it it doesn't lend itself to that way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and again, like, we're, we're sitting here, we're talking about difficulty, I think that, you know... I mean, like, for me, like, look at WoW with, like, the multiple tiers of difficulty and, like, even, like, the mythic stuff that they started doing pretty much around the time I quit, honestly. Um, so I'm not super familiar with it, but just this idea that, like, you can introduce higher levels of difficulty. Like, I think, you know, as much as we're kind of shitting on it here, like, I actually do think it's the right way to go. Like, if you want to be able to do things, then you, like, if you want to be able to do harder stuff, I'm all for putting harder stuff in the game. Was I ever going to be the type of player that, like, wanted to do mythic raids honestly no i just i <laughs> again i don't want to spend my time or my money in that in that direction so that's fine though because i never had to like i could do you know i could do random heroics i could do just like the world quests i could sit here and do like some 10 man and some 25 man raids without going insane you know but to me like i, I do feel like that that choice is paramount. Like, like if you're going to make a game for everybody, then you need to give people different ways to play it. And as as much as we can shit on WoW all day, WoW has absolutely diversified the way that you can play the game in the last five ten years. And I agree with that. And if I, if I may change the subject, because 
uh, while you're talking about that, it kind of made me think of it. If we're talking about difficulty, I have to tell you about one game that I hate. And not because of the difficulty, but the way they decided to make it difficult. Go on. And that is Dark Souls. Oh, I knew it was coming, but I was so ready for it. Let's go. Yeah, I, I want to get this rant in here pretty pretty early so we have time to dissect it if we need to. Um, so, as we mentioned, I'm not a gatekeeper. If you want a game that's to be hard, if you want it to be easy, fine, whatever you want. Here's what I don't like about games that are trying to be hard, is when they're hard, for no reason. Like, there's a difficult game, like Super Meat Boy, right? Where you're going to die a lot, but you're going to get better. You're going to die less and less. And it's hard, yes, but you can get better at it, and you can be better, and you'll have a much better time. And then I look at Dark Souls, which is hard for the stupidest reasons, and the thing that sets me off is that you can't pause the goddamn game. I cannot stand that. I I think that's one of those design choices that's hard for no reason. Like, it's already a difficult game, and now I can't pause, And, and we're talking about, you know, us who don't we don't have the time we did before i can't play for five six hours at a time i can probably play for one broken up hour like maybe i play for 10 minutes and oh shit my dog needs to come in or i can play for another 20 minutes and i crap i gotta do the dishes but i can pause it and i can come back i can't do that with dark souls and it drives me insane yeah i mean like what is otherwise like a very well done series of games like let's let's be fair here it really does get cheapened by like these these artificial ways to increase difficulty i mean like you you can and you can find stuff like this in gaming going all the way back to the nes i mean for god's sakes let ask anyone who played the old ninja turtles game on the nes just how stupid hard games can be but you're right that like being hard for the sake of hard and i and i think that there there's a certain group of people that really enjoys the challenge of that and really wants like that you know, badge of honor, if you want to call it that, for being good at these kinds of games or getting good at these kinds of games. You know, I appreciate that, and I do think that, you know, people's achievement and work should be celebrated, but at the same time, like like you said, like, I don't want to play Dark Souls. Like, I have tried it. It is not for me. I don't enjoy it, and I don't want to put in the 30, 40, 50, 60 hours to get everything just right and learn exactly what combos and then get my face stomped in and have to learn another completely intricate set of combos and moves and shit. Like I want a game that's fun and I can play it when I want to. And I also want a game that I can stop when I want to, because again, grown up, I have the shit to do. Like to me, like a, a good example of that would be like something like Skyrim. Like if you play Skyrim the way that it's meant to be played, like it, it's, it can be challenging, you know, and there's definitely ways to screw it up. There's definitely ways to die. Your boy here, though, plays everything heavily modded, and honestly, half the time I turn on God Mode anyway because I just want to fuck around and kill things. I don't really care if I live or die. So I just, well, but dying is inconvenient, so I don't want to do it. <laughs> it is inconvenient, you're right? I, and I would say that probably applies to real life too. I, extremely inconvenient in real life, I would say. Yeah, I, I would say that would pretty much cancel all your plans for, like, the next forever. Yeah, as far as we know, permadeath is a thing. So, you know, life is basically Fire Emblem, is what we're taking away from that. <laughs> yeah, and, and until we get that god mode code for real life, um, <laughs> you're right, we have to, you know, contain that to video games. And, you know, I, you mentioned Skyrim, and I think that's another good example of a game that, at the start, is difficult. Your first playthrough probably took forever, and you you know, did every side quest, and you probably died a lot, and then by the time you get to your 100,000th playthrough, you're, you're ready for those cheat codes, and you're, 
you don't even need them probably, but you're better. And and those are the kind of games that I can wrap my head around. And where I have taken the stance of not being a gatekeeper, I also have to say the people that like those games should play them and enjoy them. And I shouldn't tell you how to play your game. So I, again, I understand if you like Dark Souls, good for you. Uh, from my point of view, I think that's, that's difficulty for the sake of difficulty. I just think there's some levels of, you know, a play style that are not necessary. Like, again, not being able to pause the game, kind of dumb. Uh, if you look back to some of the NES games, and I, I know they did it to increase replay value because the games are so short, but, you know, not having continues or when you die, you start from the beginning and, you know, just things like that. You have limited lives and you can't replenish them. You know, just artificial difficulty that, to me, doesn't need to be there. You know? Right, it doesn't really increase skill, it increases your ability to memorize a series of actions. And, like, it's... It, like, to me, like, if I wanted to do that, I'd go participate in a research study somewhere. Like, I, I, I don't know. It, it, I just don't find it engaging on that level. Personally. Yeah, it, it's just not for me. And, and I again, I mentioned Super Meat Boy. I think that's, like, a pretty decent uh, example of that. Yeah, that's a good one. What... What seems impossible in the beginning, especially when, uh, in, in that game, for anyone who's not familiar with it, it's, you die a lot, and you just start right off the bat, you go, you know, right back into it, there's no continue, you have infinite lives, you just keep going and going and going until you beat the game, and when you've gotten to a point that you think you've learned the game and you're good at it, they have the Dark World version of every level, which is much harder. If you were thrown into the Dark World version of the game at the start, you would say, this is impossible. No one can do it. It's terrible. But again, it's a game that teaches you to get there. Uh, and you, you work at it. And eventually when you get to that, it's now possible. Like you can understand it. And, and those are the kind of difficulties that I enjoy that you, you master it, you get used to it. You build up that skill level, uh, not, you know, dark souls where I'm going to beat my head against the wall until I finally beat it. And that I never have to do it again. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, I think like you, what what we're talking about here is like at least for us, like the preferred you know measure difficulty is mastery as opposed to just you know memorization. Like you should be working to like either either you should be working to increase like your skills so that you're better at things, or you should be have the option to take on challenges that are more difficult. Like I think back to like you know like I when I, when I think about like my. Uh, favorite games, like, I'm thinking back, like, I, Final Fantasy V, you had, like, two bosses that, like, you just straight up didn't have to fight if you didn't want to, but if you did, they were absolute dicks and you needed to prepare for it. You know, you had the Shinryu fight and the Omega Weapon fight, which obviously became, like, a recurring thing in Final Fantasy from then on. And, you know, it was cool because they were they were badges of honor. Like, there was absolutely, like, very little reward for actually beating them. You know, I, I, I think... Shinryu might have dropped like a weapon that was pretty decent but like really like you were you were just doing it to say like I did it and but it was cool because like if you for whatever reason like didn't have the gear didn't have the class skills you know didn't have the setup right for whatever reason you just didn't have to do it you could just keep going through the game and be like well I'm just gonna play the game and to me like that's that's what's fun for me like give me like the optional stuff give me the ability to challenge myself without forcing me to like prepare my entire game around one thing. And then like, after that, like, Oh great. Now I got to like completely change my entire play style for this next thing. Like F that. 
Yeah, I, th I think the optional difficulty is like a, a pretty key thing, right? Because, you know, if we go back to our WoW, um, our WoW example, and I'm probably going to contradict a lot of what I said before, but, <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> the different difficulties do make it, you know, accessible to more people. And if you can be at peace with playing the game you want while accepting that there are people playing it that... I don't want to say cheapens it for you. That's wrong to say. Um, but, you know, if you can accept that there's different classes of people, uh, and I can't do that with WoW, so <laughs> let's not... <laughs> we're not going to talk about my shortcomings, but we're going to you know talk about everyone else's, because I think that's why we're here. I mean, just to be clear, we could spend multiple podcasts on your shortcomings, and honestly, I'll probably do it at some point. Uh, no, that would be kind of a waste, because <laughs> uh, I have none, as far as I know. Except for all of them. Uh, except for none, but that's, that's you know, neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, the optional difficulties I like, and, and if we're kind of tying it back to what started this with the um, Psychonauts 2 thing, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. And again, I first or, or single-player games probably are on a different level than... MMOs and online games because it affects different people. In different I, I I think you're exactly right. Like I think we need to acknowledge that like there are two sets of standards here for single player games. It, it's literally a single player. I I cannot be bothered to care how other people play their games. It's it just if you want to sit here and like play you know whatever game it is in in whatever fashion you want. Like if you want to sit here and silently RP in your head that Mario is really like a in a coma and he's just trying to find his way back to his, you know, now dead wife, like I sure, by all means, go nuts. Um, you know, that's obviously not my canon here, but it is it is what it is. Like you, it's twenty twenty one. We we need to be less preoccupied with how people are living their lives when it's not affecting us. Now that being said, online games absolutely affects us. I, I mean, like yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's frustrating as hell. Like with any online game, with all of the microtransactions, like that's what gets me. Like I don't actually care if people are better than me. I don't actually care if people have more time than me. Like I can live with both of those because. At this point, I'm secure in, in myself and my gaming self, really. But, my God, when you see, like, the things where it's just like, okay, so you just dropped, like, 500 bucks on this game, no problem. And, you know, for me, like, that's insane. I don't have 500 bucks to drop on a game, like, even if I wanted to. Like, I, like even if I just, if someone handed me, like, 500 bucks, I was just like, here, take this cash and uh, go play some video games. I would be like, I gotta tell my wife and figure out what to do with this. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> And that's like the disappointing part of it is that, you know, I I understand that's like the model of games, and unfortunately, we're probably gonna have to deal with this for a while uh, until people smarten up and realize the only way to combat this is with your wallet, not giving them the money, but by not giving it to them. Um, so it's it's a very real part of gaming these days, microtransactions and pay to wins and and all that stuff. And I do agree with you there. That's where I get off. Um, and I, I think there's a big difference between a game that ships with an invincibility mode that you can turn on versus, and I think Dead Space 3 took a lot of crap for this, a game that ships as it is, and then you can spend real money to get more ammo or better guns or get more lives, whatever that yeah, is. That's utter horseshit is what it is. Right. And, and that's the difficulty settings that... I think are the wrong way to go about it. And again, if you want to call it gatekeeping, you can. 
things like that shouldn't be something you pay for. And you shouldn't pay to win a game because what's the point? You're definitely defeating the purpose of the whole thing. You're not getting uh, any type of real... I don't know. Like, what are you learning from that? Just that you can throw money at things and the problem is right. There's I don't no, know. I, I, there's no learning. There's no accomplishment. There's no, like... There, there is no improvement. It's just, well, my wallet said I can do this, so I'm doing it. And, and far be it for me to tell, again, to tell someone how to play their game, but I do think that it, it's... That is worse for the gaming community in general. You know, it, it's not... It's not affecting me versus you. It's not affecting, you know, how I play the game. But the more people pay to win their games, the more games are going to ship like that. Yeah, and and I think like there there's a line between like reasonable transactions, like and you know downright fucking exploitative shit. Like I mean, you look at EA with their loot boxes, and you know, like what was it, Star Wars Battlefront Two, where everything went to shit a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah yep. like that was that's an absolute travesty. Like, and to me, like when you start adopting that, like that quote unquote gotcha model, where I mean, look, it literally sounds like ha gotcha, but like when you adopt that model of like you're just gonna pay for the chance to win things, like a that's fucking gambling, and b like it's it's terrible. Like there is nothing to it. You're just like seeing how good your wallet is and. It, like, is you, does your wallet have an achievement profile? Does your wallet talk about the time when it beat that one game, like, single-handedly without, like, even knowing how they actually did it? Like, no, your wallet doesn't talk because it, all it does is hold your credit cards. Like, come on. But, I, yeah, when we're sitting here talking about how we can't gatekeep anyone, uh, that's the one category I will gatekeep. Like, if you're... If you're playing a game, and like, there's there's plenty of reasonable microtransactions out there. Like, I'll tell you right now, I have a game on my phone. It's called Shop Titans. I really enjoy it. Every now and then, they'll release like an item pack, you know, or there'll be like a specific deal that I want, or like I'm I need like gems for something, and they're like, you know, you can pay this much for them, and I'm like, you know what, I have a couple extra bucks, I'll do it. But like to me, like that's not. Like, I, I never feel good about it. It never makes me feel like, okay, now I can do stuff. Like, it's it's just, like, something that I need to progress for whatever reason. And, like, I'm choosing to, to cut out the time be that it would, like, normally take me to accomplish those things. So, I, I guess, like, you know, if you want to sit there and say, like, yeah, it's important for me to cut down the time that I'm spending playing video games by using my money, fine. I guess, like, I, I, again, like, I, I'm I'm gonna be a little judgmental about it, but really, like, it, it's a reasonable thing, but overall, especially when it comes to mobile games, because mobile games are a fucking nightmare with this stuff, like, the more microtransactions you involve, the more it cheapens the gaming experience, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, we, I think we touched upon it once, uh, in a in a podcast before about microtransactions, oh, and if we didn't, that's right. And and, and it it certainly get should be talked about when we talk about the difficulty of games and you know people's problems with it. And I I just think that's probably I I hope that's something that we can all agree upon is the is the real scourge of gaming is those microtransactions because those are the wrong kind of difficulty. Whatever you want to say about you think a game's too easy versus you think a game's too hard, or if you do want to gatekeep your game because you grew up in a certain way and you should play it a certain way, and everyone else should too. Even if you feel that way, 
I just don't know how you could be okay with people paying to win games, essentially. I mean, you're you already paid forty to sixty bucks for this game, and now you have to shell out three more dollars to get through a level. Like that's that's not the right way to I play. mean, yeah, but like again, like I hate to just keep shitting on mobile gaming, but like look at something like Candy Crush that brings in like literally millions upon billions of dollars just with that like it's literally just fucking like a match three game and people are paying money to beat it it's i i mean (laughs) like like that's that's kind of the problem though i mean like i think like some of it is like that the mobile games in general prey on casuals like i I, and you know people that don't know better but i i mean like to bring it back to difficulty honestly like i i just i i think like what we what we've kind of established here is that like there there's not really a right and wrong way to play games you know and at the very at the very least like there's no need to tell other people to that they're playing things wrong but you know i i mean like honestly like i i, I appreciate psychonauts too I, I in terms of this modular difficulty setting like to me that's the way things should go if you can come out and make things easier for people with their own choice then yeah like that's what we all want to do right we all want to play games because we want to make the choices that mean something and figure out the best way to do it like so yeah go go for it and put it in an invincibility mode you know put in you know the uh, whatever menu it it takes to make things work put in opportunities to you know turn down the difficulty or make fights easier if you're if you're playing along with like puzzles or whatever like any of that stuff go for it but this idea that like there's only one way to play games and that you know people need to beat things on a hard way or they're not real gamers i mean first of all like at this point i don't i don't even think i want people to call me a real gamer because that has just become a very toxic label (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that is unfortunate we've talked about bad fan bases before and and true gamer is kind of one of the more toxic of them i mean they're just they're like the worst of all different kind of you know like the shadowy underworld of the of the internet and all that it all seems like they they call themselves gamers and it's unfortunate because i think on balance a gamer really isn't that bad i mean they just enjoy playing video games but then you do have the people who make the most noise who say that you know you shouldn't play a game if it's too easy or, you know, women can't be gamers and, you know, all this stuff that just, again, could fill up a whole podcast. I mean, yeah, anytime you start a sentence with women can't, uh, you'll, you'll lose me. I mean, like, the, the, like what, the, what the fuck, man? We, we get enough of that shit in real life. We don't, we don't need it anywhere else. No, no. And, and to be honest, and again, I don't, this starts a whole thing, but I'll just make my little comment. That's kind of what really made me look at my gatekeeping is that, if I start being that person who says game should be hard, there should be an entry level. If you're such a fan of this, then tell me five games that he was in or all, all that stuff. The people that say that I don't want to be associated with. So that's really what to me, like made me rethink a lot of my gatekeeping. And, you know, I, I, again, I, I now think that gaming should be for everyone. Uh, And if you, enjoy the game the way you play it that's fantastic and if someone else enjoys it a different way that is also fantastic i think what we're really getting down to is games are fantastic and we should all play them i couldn't agree more that seems like a good note to end on honestly so for the mega bros podcast i'm donnie and i'm danny